Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another edition of Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Do you know why this is such a beautiful Thursday night? Because this is uh, the Thursday after Thanksgiving? Yes, that is exactly what I was thinking. Thank you for filling the void in my brain. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific counter himself, Zilius. It is good to see the good people of the interwebs, or at least on my mind I see them. Indubitably. So, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a weekly show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you during the show. Now, if you haven't had a chance to submit your topic, question, whatever, have no fear. All you got to do is drop it in one of the chats, be it Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, if you're watching this live. If you're not, just hit us up through any of our social media means, and we will add your topic. Now, if you are watching this live, your topic we will try to get to during the show. If we unfortunately run out of time, it will be added to the next week's show. So, um, <coughs> go zoom tight. All right, so here's here's the first thing. And Zelius, you're going to have to... Zelius has more uh, experiences with uh, MMOs, and especially this one, uh, New World. Uh, and there's some... I mean, let's be honest. There's been issues a lot with this game. But now um, they're running into some real fun little issues. Uh, one... Um, example, of course, is there apparently is a server that's basically owned by entire faction, company, guild, whatever. Yeah, so basically the idea is in New World is there's three factions. I don't know what they're called, but there's three factions. Think of like Horde and Alliance, but there's a third. The underlings. And the undead. The key is, is there are tax rates and travel costs and things associated in the game, like with the auction house and travel. And basically you are, you incur more of a cost on those type of regular daily activity game things in New World if you're not a part of that faction. Um, so like, for instance, green is Marauders and purple is, I honestly can't remember what they are now. But like, so if green marauders own all of the land and you're purple, you're trying to travel, your cost to travel could be astronomically higher than the greens. And the other problem too is it's kind of a little bit exasperated. I would call by the snowball effect, meaning if you are a new player and you've read about this and you know it's going to be more expensive and harder for you as a player to join as a purple faction. Why not just join as the Marauders and get all the benefits? Okay, so it's uh, it's the Covenant, the Marauders, and the Syndicate. There you go. Thank you. Um, and so that's what that is talking about. And it's not a surprise because typically, I mean, most MMOs, you're going to have one or two really, you know, a couple of really strong guilds. Yep. So the idea behind that's not terribly unusual. Usually it doesn't really affect an MMO in a way like this one does, though. Um, what I had hoped they would have done was kind of like, you know, if you play like a racing game like Mario Kart, there's some kind of rubber band effect for those who are low, you know, far behind. They don't just automatically catch up. You know, they still have to put forth effort, but some kind of like EXP boost or some help in P like you get like plus 2% in PVP or so, I don't know, or something. Some kind of mechanic to help basically, or incentive for that matter. Incentives would work too, 
because uh, really, as it is, there's no incentive to join basically any of the factions that are not a part of the overall winning faction. Um, so that's the problem is what do you, why would I join one of the crappy factions? Because there's zero incentive to other than, I don't know, your friends are on it. Um, so that would be my question is how can you incentivize those lesser factions for people to join them? Because uh, again, like a game of work, like, and there's also not really a whole lot of great lore for them. Like at least with like, wow, mm -hmm. with Alliance versus Horde, there's some, especially in the early days of classic, you know, it was very thematic and all those kind of things. So it had more of a cultural feeling kind of to it uh, as you're playing the game. Uh, whereas there's a little bit of that new world and, you know, some of your armor may look different with the skins, but really it comes down to what are the perks as far as what guilds or companies own territory. Well, I mean, I think it was like, with World of Warcraft, you know, since, like, day one of Warcraft, you've had, like, these two factions. I don't know if they, if, like, early on they called them what they are today, but, you know. Yeah. Did they? I can't remember. But, but they, you know, you kind of built on it. And to be honest with you, I, I... I don't know what the hell is going on with New World. I... I, f I felt like they're they're like okay we're going in beta nope we fucked up we're we're gonna start from scratch okay we're gonna push back we're gonna push back we're live that's what it felt I mean, like it's I enjoyed it it's not a bad game um, it has some good ideas in it it's just that staying power is as with most MMOs to be fair um that's the questionable part i know the numbers are way down not quite as bad as battlefield 2042 uh, but the numbers are definitely not trending as one might hope well some some of the servers it's well bad oh yeah you read it, like some of the servers will have like 100 concurrent players which in an mmo is nothing that that apparent like for those out there who may not know most MMOs have, or, um, when you're on a server, the code basically has this like estimated amount of concurrent users or, or live users on there to balance things. Yeah. And apparently, New World, there's a couple servers on New World that their population or or live population and what are concurrent um, is below that threshold. Now, granted, it's a much more, it was already established at the time, mm -hmm. uh, but like Final Fantasy XIV dealt with that with like free and incentivized transfers, meaning like if you like, if there was low population server and it was like a bonus server, you transfer to that and you get bonus EXP. Mm -hmm. um, so you incentivize players to go to these low EXP servers. Or sorry, low population servers. Right. Well, the like, the from yeah. the high traffic servers to correct. The, you're right. Um, now, granted, like FF14 had already been around for quite a while at that point. Um, I mean, years. So it's not like whereas this new world is still pretty damn new as far as MMOs go. Um, and you know, there's already the talk of server consolidation because some of the servers are so small. And I've heard there's been a lot of a 
there's been a bit of a uh, backlash because of the, the the talk of server consolidation because of the way that the the companies work. That it yeah, could so like un unseat the uh, the balance. I could because again, like you know, if you're two servers and you know the alt confusion faction owns this territory, yep. it emerges with another. Uh, oh yeah server like which one basically takes ownership of that yeah Ooh, that uh, would be no that would be messy i i don't know how that would work in the game honestly you need uh, neutral sites you need some kind of like neutral interstellar path that does not screw you over so you can establish yourself in a game that you may ch have chosen something that's wrong I mean, that's honestly something World of Warcraft did right, was like the first two zones or three zones, even in PvP, were like, you were pretty safe there. I mean, yes, you could be ganked, but you were pretty safe in those, you know, first two starter zones. And they couldn't really be like taken over by the other alliance or horde, vice versa. That's really what um, I think New World should have done. Where like if you started in them, even if it's just one zone, and you start in the Marauder zone, that will always belong to the Marauders. Um, I guess the only question is, is how could <laughs> my Google just talk to me? Um, and so like I guess how could you transfer ownership? Because right now, ownership of a zone transfers if another company from another faction takes over. So, like, then the other Marauder alliance, uh, company could take over. So, I don't know how that would potentially work. Um, in that case, maybe gets voted. Who knows? But it, that, uh, voting. You know, that, you know, that, that would be straightforward oh yeah, easy. Well. Uh, so, that's the one potential drawback. But overall, yeah, they should have had some kind of mechanism where you at least have one cheap zone or relatively free zone to live in. I know that that not everyone will know the the game I'm about to reference, but Zelia should. There was this game, and it it's still around. I think they actually released a new version of it within the last two years. There was this game called Disciples, which was kind of like mm. uh, Heroes of Might and Magic, but in my opinion, awesomer. And they're their way of um, basically having that spot to always call your home. Now, now of mm -hmm. course, you know it's totally different than from from you know it's it's a um, it's a turn-based strategy game, but at the same time, the the home of whatever race or faction you were had w what was basically a living god sitting there. And it was damn near impossible to take him out. So you, so everyone could always start there, which is kind of what Zelius was talking about with uh, World of Warcraft. We have those like those um, starting zones. You know, the once upon a time when I played World of Warcraft and I was a night elf, there was basically I think there was like a freaking island that was just like this is the night elf island. Ain't no one yeah. gonna f with you until you get off of it. Yeah, it was so. I don't remember the name, but it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I it's 
obviously there's some issues with New World, which will be interesting to see if they get cleared up. Um, no, the question is, are they going to be able to clear it up fast enough and regain the momentum that they had on release to make it worthwhile? Uh, it's going to be hard to, because I think people who have already left Final Fantasy 14 at this, or not, wow, who've left New World at this point, mm-hmm. you're going to have a really hard time drawing them back in. Well, at least like MMOs, like 14 and World of Warcraft, like... They have a history of expansions delivering new content. Right. Uh, so that's, you know, like 14, today's Endwalker's release. So you know you're going to have a massive influx of players. You see, same thing with WoW. Every time there's an expansion, there's a, you know, a lot of the returner players. I don't know if you're going to, I don't know if New World got enough of that established player base to bring a lot of them back. The one good thing I would say with New World for coming back is once you paid that initial 30 bucks, Mm-hmm. You can go back for free versus 14 and wow, you still have to pay your subscription. So that's the one plus. I is guess there, is there for. a like, is there like a, a tiered subscription service or something with Final Fantasy 14? Uh, no, it's just because I swear to God, I just read a story today talking exactly about the expansion just came out saying that they're giving paid subscribers uh, presence over other oh players. no yeah so what that is is so you can be a free player mm-hmm. and 14 up through the end of heavens where the first expansion is what they're saying okay and all they're saying is if there's a server queue um any paid player takes precedence in the queue over free to play players okay and the free player, like, it's very obvious. Like, you can only play through Heavensward. So it's really just give people... I mean, it's actually, you get a lot of content. You get all of a Realm Reborn in Heavensward. I mean, you're talking literally hundreds of hours of content if you just want to do that, if you're starting from scratch. I've never played before. Um, so that's all it is. And, yeah. Which, to me, is totally reasonable. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're paying for something... Mm-hmm. And there's individuals who are not paying for it. You should have like a VIP status over those individuals. Yeah. I would, yeah. you know, it only you makes sense. Think. Otherwise, why are you paying? Now, of course, 14 also has the whole eShop to buy all kinds of things like mounts and skins and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so changing gears ever so slightly uh there was a announcement today or it this week um for the company respawn entertainment and respawn entertainment is the the company behind titanfall hmm. uh and they basically have made it official that they are removing um the ability for new purchases of titanfall hmm. from um, the digital marketplace. Now, that doesn't mean that t- they're they're not pulling in an EA. They're not going to shut down the servers tomorrow. They're not going to shut down the servers tomorrow. But um, what that means is that uh, for those out there who have Titanfall, you can continue playing it. And if um, Respawn Entertainment has some deals with some of the like the gaming passes, yeah. Um, 
until that runs out, I think in March, yeah, March 1st, 2022, 2022, uh, it will be, you can play it through there, but, uh, there will be no more new sales of Titanfall. Mm. Now, first of all, I find it interesting that there's, I mean, when, when Titanfall came out, everyone was like, dude, this is really fucking awesome. And then Titanfall 2 came out, and then it was like, this is fucking stupid. I'm going back to Titanfall, which is, you know, this is, this of course is like, you know, the, the, the curse when it comes to trying to produce a successful sequel of something that people got behind, you know, that was like, you know, brand new, um, you know, Titanfall. I was like, cool. This is awesome. I'm in. And they're like Titanfall 2. No, thank you. Which, of course, ironically, we're like, okay, Overwatch, Overwatch Two, hmm. But um, the the interesting thing that the interesting debate that has happened because of this, because of Respawn um, announcing this, is um, Titanfall was released what seven years ago? No, that can't be more. That's got to be only seven years ago. That can't be right. Is it only seven years ago? Wow. Usually I'm like, holy shit. Was it really 10 years ago? Because Titanfall so feels like it's been man. out forever, but seven years? Okay. Well, anyways, they're saying seven years. Um, But the interesting thing is there are a lot of individuals out there. It's, it's, it's interesting to see. It's like the, I do not want to segregate gaming, gamer groups, but it's like, the old gamers versus the new gamers. Okay. And what I mean by that is the old gamers remember having to buy their shit physically. And the new gamers are those who are like, I know that you could possibly have bought it like in a store, but I've only done it in the digital marketplace. What's a physical game, man? Exactly. So, so the thing is, a lot of people are like, oh my God, they gave up so fast. Seven years. That's crazy. I'm like, dude, seven years in this ever-changing industry, that that's like fucking, you know, like it's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, so the question I have for everyone out there is um it's kind of funny. Everyone's going, you know, they're just not lasting as long as those hard the 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 hard copies. But I would beg to differ, okay? Digital distribution allows for an infinite amount of distribution for the amount of time that the publisher or developer allows the game to be purchased, whereas a physical copy has a finite number of copies. Yes, there is a very good chance that one of the games that came out, let's say that, let's push it back to when physical games were the only way to go. There was a very good chance that a game that was 10, 12 years could still be purchased in a store in what, what Zelius loves the most, the bargain bin. So Long live the bargain bin. So, but, but here's the thing, like you, you have to, like, it's like, Oh man, you know, you, you've got no respect for those, those games that are able to, to, to be sold for so, so long. Now it's like digitally, boom, boom, boom. Like, dude, physical, when physical copies got to, okay, 
Ladies and gentlemen, let me explain something to you. Let me talk about some economics, okay? Um, economics. All right, so here's the thing. One of the benefits... Okay, so of course we have digital distribution, we have physical distribution. And if we were at a conv- if if you had been if we had been to a convention in the last 2 years, you would have heard this. But since we haven't been at a convention, I'm just going to give it to you now. Okay? Um so plus sides of digital and plus sides of physical versus minus sides. First of all, um, one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is that when you when you put a physical copy of a product in a store, you're not. It's not like you're like, hey, Walmart, here's some awesome shit. Put it on your shelf. Yep. It doesn't work that way. You rent the shelf space from Walmart. So you have to pay Walmart a f- a certain amount of money depending on what shelf space you want. And the number of slots on that shelf per month, per week, whatever. Plus, you have to have already produced all of the stuff that you're going to put on those shelves. We talked about this two weeks ago uh, about how it's crazy how there are still shortages when it comes to PlayStation 5, the Xbox, whatever they're on, the Switch, all that stuff because of hardware shortage. It's because they physically have to make it. So think about that. So, you know, everyone's like, well, I could get the, you know, I don't understand. Why can't I find the the PlayStation, blah, 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 because I can find the game everywhere. Digital, physical. It actually, you actually have to have all the components, physical components to make that machine versus play the game. And so the thing is the beautiful thing about digital distribution is that you can basically set it on blast. You can put it out on as as long as you make sure it's compatible, you can put it on every single platform known to man. And it really is up to you how long you leave it out there. Uh and there's also not that rental of shelf space and space. And oh, by the way, when I talk rental of shelf space, I'm talking you have th- thankfully if you're working with like a, a big retailer, there's usually a flat rate for WalMarts across the United States, or GameStops, or EB Games, or Babbage's, or whatever else is out there. Media Play. Wow, I'm really dating myself now. Um, but um. You have Empire Records. The, the the publisher. This is why back in the day it was essential for you to have a publisher because the publisher would cover a lot of that cost and also dick you over on sales because uh, once upon a time when you had to do physical copies, publishers usually got about eighty mm, percent of the profit, uh, and then the developers would get twenty percent of it. Now, of course, then you enter the 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 wonderful world of piracy. I just burnt a copy of this amazing game for you. And of course, use game sales. And you can understand why some developers really did not like that marketplace. They didn't like the piracy? What? Let me think. Hmm. I, I, I'm only getting 20% of a profit, which is, which 
is already getting slightly sliced off because the store that's selling it is taking something off the top. And then people are buying the game or not buying the game, and I'm not seeing a dime. Yeah, I'd say they're pissed. Now, flip side. When you had a physical copy, back in the day, you had, I, I, I mean, I'm maybe I'm totally wrong, but but when it was truly physical copy only, you had, I, I felt like, one, the product was hopefully a lot more polished, and two, you had a little bit more wiggle room with, you know, oh, you know, they actually missed this bug. Hopefully, when I get my PC Gamer magazine, I'll, it'll be on the patch CD and I can just install it. Versus right now when you, when, and this is, I think we are, because of the digital distribution, we want everything fixed immediately. You have the capabilities. It's right there. It's on a cloud. Just fix the shit and give it to me, which is, you know, driven people mad for over uh, cyberpunk 2077, um, which of course it's never that easy. Anyone who's ever developed a thing ever doesn't have to be digital Anyone who has created something and then has to make a change to it will understand it's not easy as three seconds and you're done. I miss getting the update in the magazines. You have to like, or you'd go to like Borders and you'd see if you could find like the Game Informer magazine and like just maybe take the disc and run with that. You didn't actually need the rest of it. You just need the stupid update. It's like, oh, no, look, that bag was already ripped. Huh, there's no CD. I'll tell them that there's no CD in this one while I pocket the CD. I hate when that happens. Not man. that I would ever do that, but I'm just saying. No, but that that's the thing, though. Like, I, I feel like because... I have I, look what Respawn Inter Entertainment has done. You know they've decided to stop sale of a of a game that's been out for seven years, which is a long ass time. And I understand there are there are gamers out there going, but it's but it's almost it's exclusively digital distribution now. Why would you ever take it away? Like probably because it's not worth still listing. I don't and like. Well, at some point, they also means that they plan on dropping support for the game. Well, for for the for the time being, let me see if I still me, time like not today, obviously. No, 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 right, right, right. Okay, so uh, the the direct quote from Respawn Entertainment, or I should say, the the tweet that was sent out was, "Pilots, Titanfall is." Part of our DNA at Respawn. It's a game that showcased the ambitions of the studio when it was first released more than seven years ago. It continues to be a beacon of innovation that we strive for in all our games. We've made the decision to discontinue new sales of the original Titanfall game starting today. And we'll be removing the game from subscription services on March 1st, 2022. We will, however, be keeping servers live for the dedicated fan base still playing... And those who own the game are looking to drop into a match. Rest assured, Titanfall is core to Respawn's DNA, and this incredible universe will continue. Today, 
in Titanfall 2 and Apex Legends and in the future. This future, this franchise is the North Star for the caliber of experiences we will continue to create here at Respawn. Thank you from the re in the entire Respawn team. <laughs> Look, I'm totally okay with it. They they cut and dry. It's not like you turn around and it's gone. Yeah, I mean it's gonna happen in games. It's and and it's not like like I said, they're not pulling the EA. They're not like well, first of all, if this game was released seven years ago, EA would not still have the 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 servers on seven years. Oh, it would have been gone a long two time years. Ago. It would have been yeah. the the servers would have been off five years ago. Yep. And it, uh, it has. I mean, true. look, it's it's got to say something that they seven years ago. It's, for seven years, they've had those servers on, and they've had enough fandom or support or population to continue to have those servers on. That's the that's the thing. That's the the beautiful and the unfortunate thing about a lot of games, is that. Welcome to capitalism finances. If shit does not make you money, you're gonna stop that. And if and if respawn is continuing to to support Titanfall server wise, because magically it hosting a server is not free for them. But it's just free pixels, man. How much do the ones and I mean they've already got the computer and everything? What's going on? Um, I mean, you could donate the ones and zeros to me. I'd make use of them. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. But you know, look, I I understand that there are people out there like, but it's somebody still could buy it. Sure, someone could, but why? Here, here's the thing: in in the deep dark secrets of the developer world. The individuals who have stuck around and played f played the game off and on or continuously for the past seven years are okay with the game as it is today. If you introduce new gamers into it, they may find flaws that other people, or uh, sorry, not flaws, uh, quirks or enhancements or features that other people have already come to understand. So instead of continuing to work on that product, they're going to try to focus on other stuff like Apex Legends and others, and 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 hopefully future projects. Um, so, I, in my opinion, I like I like that they're you know they're like okay, we're done. There's no more sales, but we're going to support those who have been with us for seven years. No more sales for you, sir. I mean, because there are a ton of there's a ton of games. That continue to try to sell, and they and basically behind closed doors, they already know that they're already shutting shit down. But they're trying to yeah. make as much money. What respawn has done, it's nice. It's it's actually a a, a, a consumer friendly thing to do, or or a gamer friendly thing to do. You know, they they didn't. Like I said, there's so many there's so many co companies, so many developers out there who literally just will pull their shit or not say anything and then let it dwindle. Um, speaking of which, changing gears lately, uh, there um, 
somebody I can't remember what website posted it, but there was like, let's look back at Halo. And of course, you know, there have been many, many side projects for Halo that never came to fruition. Halo the movie never happened. Uh there was a which would have been really interesting, I think, and and would have Okay. So you know how Lego basically has uh, Legoized a bunch of different franchises. Oh yeah, right. Once upon a time, um, well, actually, technically, they still do. Mega Blocks and Microsoft or Studio Three Four Three or whatever there is, uh, the owners of Halo. Um, if you want to m- make a a Halo uh, block building physical thing, it's Mega Blocks. It's not Legos. So there was, for a very small amount of time, there was like the Lego, I mean, sorry, the, the Mega Block equivalent of like a Lego Marvel Heroes, but a, but a Mega Block Halo game, which they decided that they wanted to spend more time on making their uber awesome, um, was it? Uh, oh, what the hell was the damn thing called? It's like a website for all things Halo. I was like, okay, so you took everyone off to create this Halo repository nonsense instead of expanding. Okay, uh, my uh, my son actually has a couple of the the uh, the mega block the the mega constructs uh, for Halo, um, which kind of, they actually are pretty cool. I mean, not gonna lie, but. Uh, another, but an interesting thing was also revealed, uh, during this, like this halo dump of like projects that once were, but never, never truly went to fruition. There was a halo online that like magically came out. I think it was like, like the beta went out in Russia or something and, and then it just disappeared. But from my understanding, that shit like kind of like had a uh, not so legal underground movement that kept it alive for quite a while, um, which I think is interesting. And of course, until Microsoft's like, "Whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, wait," someone's pl- still playing Halo, the MMO, and people are <laughs> updating. No, 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 what? no, Mm-mm. no. We don't do that. No. Don't touch that. Ooh, there you go. The big Mega Blocks Halo Pelican gunship for $400, sir. Dude, those things look cool. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. It does look pretty cool. Yeah. No, but, okay, so here is, here's the funny thing. There are going to be amazing ideas, amazing concepts for games out there that will, that unfortunately will be leaked, you know, test footage or something, years after the fact and then people are like oh my god where is this game and unlike what ryan reynolds can do with deadpool if that shit is leaked a couple years after the concept that game is dead it ain't secretly being developed it's dead um how dead 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 unfortunately uh, I don't remember what the, I don't know what the updated statistic is, but if you were to, 
if you were to look at every single game that potentially could be published to today, let's say there's 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 a let's say there's a hundred games being made today that hopefully will get to to you know actually get published. Uh, when it comes to AAA title studios or those involving publishers, I would say I think it's roughly. 35% of them will actually see fruition, which is a sad number. Now, of course, with all the, the, the digital distribution stuff, that number has fluctuated up. But the, the fact of the matter is, there is a shit ton of amazing games that could build hype, but never see the light of day. Or they might see the light of day, but it was it's many years after removed. And unfortunately, unlike the movies, for the most part, uh, it's not like it, they could pick back up where they left off. And if I don't finish like my project I was working on today and I wake up tomorrow, I forget how I even started it. Much and, less years later. And that is my problem with all the stories I've written. I Yes, I've written a couple stories. Like 10 of them. But unfortunately, like Zeely said, I took some time off. Maybe I had some writer block. I had some shit to do. I come back. I'm like, I don't remember where I left off, and it's dead. You can always reread it from start, I, from the start. I can't read my own stuff. Oh, I thought you just were gonna stop with I can't read, man. No, it's no, terrible. no, no. no. I, I can read. God damn, I can read, and I'm even willing to read some really terrible shit. Mm. Um, but I can't read my own stuff. Can't do it. Just ain't me, man. Ain't me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take a quick pause to do friends of the show. Uh, these are these. There are some beautiful, amazing individuals out there who help us um, continue to be all to confusion. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's do some friends of the show. The first up, of course, has to be the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers. Sorry, independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. If you want more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. Now, of course, another amazing individual that helps Alter Confusion running is the one and only Noodleboy Media. Noodleboy Media, founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodleboy Media, previously White Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. Now, of course, the last person I've got to thank is basically uh, my lifesaver because um, of the 
weird ass pain I had in my lower back this week. And that, of course, is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They're committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. If you want more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Now, skipping right to the next part, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know how to become part of the friends of the show and help support Alter Confusion. Ladies and gentlemen, all I got to tell you is Alter Confusion has a Patreon. Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, supporters, lovers, haters, demons, monsters, demigods, extraterrestrial beings, unknown beings, and more to become active participants of the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability to build a stronger brand. There are currently two tiers. That's one and two tiers that you can do a monthly uh, subscription to the first one, of course, is the $1 tier, uh, the $1 tier or $12 a year is the tier in which you'll gain early access to the playthroughs that we post, as well as the ability to take part in polls and posts to help shape all the future of Alter Confusion. Now, of course, if you're thinking that you want to actually be added into the thank you section of every single Thursday night hangout. That is the $5 a month or $60 a year tier. And that will, of course, put your name or organization in the thank you section of the Thursday night hangout. And, of course, give you all the other uh, things from the $1 tier. So if you have the ability to help support Alter Confusion, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Alter Confusion today. Battle and Bruise to be a friend. Yes, Sam. And since Sam is there, ladies and gentlemen, if you feel that you do not have the ability to support us uh, financially, but you want to give Alter Confusion something to show off for one of our shows or support us in another way, maybe produce some weird-ass Mountain Dew that's unavailable in the state of Georgia, what you could do is you could physically mail it to us at... One five five one Dunwoody. That's D U N W O O D Y Village Parkway. And this is super duper 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 important. Number eight eight two seven six. If you do not put that number eight eight two seven six, that is the PO box number. It will not get to us if it's not there. Uh, the city once again is Dunwoody. That's D U N W O O D Y Georgia three zero three three eight. As for why uh, Battle and Brew is no longer listed as a friend, they are still highly supported and recommended by Alter Confusion, but because they don't financially support Alter Confusion, they are not in the friends of the show section. If they want to be, all they got to do is go to patreon.com slash alterconfusion and pledge at the $5 a month or $60 a year tier. But we could still go be friends there. Absolutely, Zelius. And I plan on it very, very soon. I hope. Fingers crossed. As long as 
Omicron, Epsilon, Omega, put any other Greek alphabet strain is is not going rampant. But yeah, just pretend you're going to play tennis. Me? That doesn't work. <laughs> no. I, okay. So my form of, of exercise these days is tennis. Zelius is uh, is a little smartass. I, I, I. Sure. I mean, I'm. I'm sure if I took it serious, I'd be okay. But I don't give a shit. Just gonna be honest with you. It give me basketball any day of the week, man. Which is why I'm coaching my son's basketball league, again. Yeah. Yes. Well, it should be interesting. What about like? Hacky sack. Dude, I used to be, what was it? We played like hacky sack tennis. Man, I'd have hacky sack tennis playing in my, uh, the fifth floor hall right in front of the, the elevators in Richardson Hall at Winthrop University. That shit got like aggressive. I liked racquetball. I was, I haven't played racquetball in years, but I used to love playing racquetball. I have, I still have my racket. Though I, I need to rewrap it and probably restring it, but yeah, I I don't even like belong to a place where I can play racquetball. I don't know. Well, actually, I do off the top of my head, but I would never play there because they have a basketball court, and I'd rather play basketball. Lame. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I'm a basketball man. What can I say? Um, I feel like there's another story that oh. So there has been some, amazingly enough, there is some spirit of Blizzard still alive. And they decided, hey, you know what would be a weird thing and kind of fun to do? What if we took some of our top streamers and allowed them to just go to town and overhaul the the Overwatch cast just for shits and giggles and then release it to the public and see, you know, and, and say, we still know you're out there. Look at the cool shit that, that these people came up with. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's obvious that Blizzard's not releasing new characters or maps or other things really for Overwatch. Who knows for how long? Cause nobody knows what actually is happening in Overwatch too. So in lieu of basically any new content, because that's really the big Overwatch issue is it's just stagnant right now with no new I mean, content. right now. It's been stagnant for years. True. But if there's no new content, then what's a easy way to kind of fill that void? Is it's completely change up the characters. Agreed. Um, in Wu-Wi, some of the changes that I read for the experimental changes are like bananas. Um, so I've I've got a yeah. I've got a breakdown of some of them now. Of course, I've never played Overwatch. So Zelis, what characters? I mean, wh wh what were you usually? I usually played Ryan or Mercy or Zarya. Um, and the biggest thing is like a lot of these streamers have like mains, mm -hmm. and so like the Ryan one is like bonkers because he basically made him OP'd because the streamer is like a main, so he like very much slanted it to ways that he would enjoy, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, 
So it, it, it's fun. It's you know, they do the same thing for like April Fools, where they have like the crazy patch changes, and like to me, that's what the game needs. Well, I mean, that, that's 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 basically what um what Riot Games does. Uh, I mean, for uh, um, Legend of Terra is they call it the the lab section. They just go, hey, what kind of wackadoodle crazy shit can we do for you know a month? Let's yeah. let's allow this to happen. See what everyone thinks. I think it's I think it's a great idea. I, I agree. Uh, I, I've got no problem with it. I, I and, you know you have you still have competition, which this does not affect rank play. Right. This is experimental. Yep. So I say go bananas and go for it and just you know and there's some changes like they did like the crazy experimental for like uh, April Fools and some of those actually end up making it into final versions where well, people realize like, Hey, this, you know, one of our 20 crazy changes are actually a good gameplay change for the masses. So we're going to implement into the actual gameplay. Sometimes trying to throw everything at the wall to see what sticks in an experimental capacity is the way to go. Yep. <laughs> Cause then, then you could see maybe there's a, Maybe there's not as an extreme of a uh, a change as the experimental thing is, but maybe there was a tweak that could be made. Well, I will say one interesting thing I did see from the experimentals mm -hmm. was there was very much a theme of basically nerfing all healing across the board, whether it being shields or healing output. There was like every single, that was like the theme for, because it was done by basically class. So you had like, the tank streamer, you had the support streaming and the DPS streamer. And independently of all of each other, they seem to all have some kind of elements of like, we hate healing and shields. They want more action. Yeah. They, they, you got to have more decisive actions. You can't just like poke and then run and then, you know, pretend that, you know, but I'm gonna go hide away so you can't find me, you jerk. I, I'm I'm gonna do something awesome and then I'm gonna hide in a corner and let someone heal me for the next ten minutes. That was my strategy. Look how far it got me, man. Yeah, man. Semi, semi, semi pros. Not even that. Okay oh with man, that. come no, on. I'm really. fine with that. I'm at peace. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm gonna. There, there was a bit of interesting news that came out, and and I'm actually for it in that. This is this usually doesn't happen, but the United States Congress is proposing a bill that could be used to ban uh, console scalper bots. Hmm. Which I'm very much in favor of. To be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of scalping, period. But Says the man who originally planned on scalping his switches. Recently. Dude, they, how long? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What what, what ended up plan. happening with those two, two switches I that I was going to scalp? I sold one to my buddy who marked it up himself and gave me 50 bucks extra. And then I kept the other one. 
So what would be interesting, though, is, like, a lot of, like, laws and regulations, they have good intentions. Yeah. I mean, like, the intention behind this, I'm for, because, like, bot scalping sucks. It, yeah. like, doesn't actually benefit, like, 99% of people. But inevitably, like, there's, they're always written in some way where, like, somehow this affects somebody buying a baseball card and then selling it 10 years later. And now they're in trouble because it's scalping because they sold it for more 10 years later. Yep. And that's my problem. Like, the intentions are great. But what is that like? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I feel like that sometimes what happens to these. They're great ideas. And the other problem, too, is a lot of these people, because like, this is very much a internet-based issue in that, you know, people are writing programs and they're scalping. And it's, you know, timing it for these online servers. Yeah, people try and write these laws who don't know how to actually use a computer or what these inner tubes actually do. Well, so they, know, they know what the power button is by this point. They can... No, they know how to tell their intern how to turn the power button on. <laughs> no, it, it, look, the thing is that you're right. You're absolutely right. Doing this potentially could be abused in... In kind of a um, almost used game situation, oh yeah, where you purchase something for sixty dollars. Okay, so the 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 publisher, the creator, whatever gets a cut of that money. Now you have it, and then years later you turn around and sell it for a big ass profit, which you get to keep all of it. It's not technically yours. I mean, you fucking ownership. <laughs> That's what it really boils down to. And this is this is probably even more in ground to whatever the hell NFTs are. <laughs> I still don't understand that shit, but it's probably what what's going to happen is that you're just going to buy an NFT of everything and then you will have the legal right to actually sell that <laughs> crap. Yeah. So who knows on that? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I look. I have in order to purchase a PlayStation Five. You have to like give your social security number to buy it. Yep. Or something crazy like that, where it's like really tied to one person. I'm all for trying to cut back on individuals trying to abuse the system to make a quick buck. But I'm also totally okay with I I have a, you know, mint condition yep. Willie Mays card that I I unfortunately have hit, you know, like uh financial you know, downs and I need I need the money, so I have to sell it. I'm totally okay with that. Not, I just rigged, you know, to buy 17 PlayStations for what was what's the what's the actual price of them now? 500 MSRP. 500. I, uh, you know, I I bought. Uh, let's see, 500. So 3,500. That's seven, right? I can't even do math. Seven well. times five is thirty five hundred. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought you know thirty five hundred worth, and I'm going to then immediately within 
a month, turn around and sell it for 10,000. That I have an issue with. Or just about like cryptocurrency graphics card purchasers are going to buy their graphics card, use it, but then once the market crashes, now they're going to try selling their graphics cards. But okay, so here here's here's kind of like that 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 um I don't know. If you buy something, whatever it is, and you actually use it and utilize it for a chunk of time and you turn around and you sell it, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, most people are fine with that. Yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna have an issue with that. It's the, I never took it out of the box and I bought it in bulk so I can make money. That's where I want to punch someone in the face. Isn't that your entire shelf behind you? I bought I these. That your, isn't that your retirement plan? No. That's my kid's college, dude. I'm just kidding. Is, how is that any different? I'm kidding. You're buying I'm kidding. It without opening them and planning on making a profit on it. How long have I had them? I'm just saying. And I'm just saying. Again, you get down to though, these laws are written in crazy ways where that could be illegal. Oh, absolutely. God, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 if, if it was the, the beautiful vagueness of laws is nauseating. I'm going to sue you for wanting to scalp those, and then I'm going to take ownership of them and sell them on the black market. Yep. Sounds like a beautiful plan. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm sad. Sam does not acknowledge my battlefield 2042. I don't think he wants to play it. I've heard that that it is doing terrible and the latest meme is basically farming simulator has more concurrent online players than battlefield yeah which i mean farming simulator is a farmer here it's a great game uh but at the same time um it's probably not a game that you want to be falling behind yeah There's sometimes where you just try to push too hard with a product and it doesn't work out. That sounds like a you got an issue that you need to like clear out with. Look, somebody. here's the thing. When you put it like that. The, I I'll be totally honest with you. The only thing that that I find interesting about that game, first of all, I'm not a you know, like I've said many times, I'm not really a military game type person. I don't do military shooters. But the only thing that's actually gave me a slight uh, a slight bit of a giggle uh, and also go, you know what, that's actually within the realm of possibility is if you've ever watched the Battlefield 2042 ad, when they're walking down like basically a battle zone street, there is a a digital sign that says NFL MVP and it has a much older Tom Brady on there <laughs> in 2042. I'm going, that is ridiculously stupid, but unfortunately 
Maybe. I don't know at this point. The man doesn't eat bread. He has some weird-ass diet. Uh, he keeps playing. I don't know. I'm actually trying to find where the heck um, Battlefield is in these search charts. It's like I keep going and going. I don't know if it's in like the list to find on Twitch. Who 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 has? Um... Is Battlefield on on Steam? Yes. Well, I'm trying to find it on Twitch. Let's see. They they have uh, 28,000 concurrent viewers. Or, sorry, gamers right now. Uh, that is, wow, in the past 30 days, that is, that is a decrease of 5,000 players. <laughs> Wow, talk about kicking the cojones. Speaking of kicking the cojones, um, I'm here to tell you that it's not on Twitch. Um, the Cowboy Bebop. Oh, live action. I just don't know. I I I I don't know. Like they have definitely taking it somewhere somewhere i just don't know there are a lot of people who are pissed off about it and to be honest with you i don't think the individual who they got to play spike spiegel really fits spike spiegel uh. but they also i think i think one of the biggest issues that a lot of people are having is that they are not just basically recapping what happened in the anime? I mean, they are recapping what happened in the anime, but they're also expanding upon it and then tweaking shit to fit the narrative. And there's like one weird ass episode that had a lot of people turned off, like literally turned off. That bad? Yeah. There's eight thousand viewers of of uh, Battlefield 2040, 2042 currently. Just in case you're wondering, and the most viewers at one time is 1.4 thousand so not that big but anyways cowboy bebop on netflix i want this to be good so bad and i like a lot of the actors and actresses but the storyline and the way that they've rewoven like to make shit work it's just uh, frustrating. You have to go in not trying to compare it to the anime, which is impossible. Because What if I haven't seen the anime? Am I in good shape then? You've seen the anime, dumbass. What? When? You've watched it with me. Really? Yes. Are you sure? Dude, yes. Was I awake? Yes. You may not have watched the entire 26 episodes, but you have watched a smattering of Cowboy Bebop with me uh, in the many years that we've been friends. <laughs> well. I am not going to put a number on that. 
Shows what I know. Because that's going to make me depressed. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, man. <sighs> I've known you too long, damn it. <laughs> I know. I don't know how my brain is still actually, like, active. I know. But anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've got, I have got to stop playing FTL. Can I be honest with you? I've got to stop playing that shit. What's wrong with still playing FTL, man? Huh? Why would you want to stop playing? Do you know how many hours I put in it now? 8,700. 214. Why is that a bad thing? Because Maybe I need to start playing some other calling. games. I mean, you know, if you find a game that gives you joy and passion in it's life. It's not joy. It's frustration of, you motherfucker. I had the perfect ship and you blew me up right before I was supposed to do this. You asshole. <laughs> Did you ever go back and play that game that you almost broke your device over? I was, I was going to, but I can't find the... Um, there was like a, um, like a joy, uh, um, yeah, a joypad like holder yeah. thingy. That if I find it, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot because the the uh, D pad is separated. Ah, nice. Otherwise, fuck no. Because <laughs> you know it's just gonna still piss you off anyway. So why even try? Because I got nice stuff and I and and I know that if I die as many times as I did during the extra life thing, I will throw something or break something and it will not be pretty. And it will make me sad. Deep down don't inside. Don't be sad. Just go play video games. But that's what's making me sad, damn it. Maybe you need to break something in your life to bring joy. Have you thought of that, sir? Maybe but that's I don't have your the money to replace the things I break. How about that? Just sell your Funko Pops. I gotta be in for the long haul, man. Does your kid really know to go, need to go to college? Yeah, at this point, yeah. Yeah. I do want to say one thing though. I uh I I have I, I basically have set a goal for myself. Where go back to college? No, I'm not going back to college. Wow. Uh, for for FTL, I will if I can beat the the entire easy mode with at least one variation of each spacecraft. I will call it a day. I have not been able to do it yet. That'll be your FTL career. And then I then I can then I can retire and be happy. <laughs> be like, but you gotta play it on normal. Fuck that shit, <laughs> dude. No, that's a hard game, man. I get that. I, I'm I am ecstatic that I beat it on easy. Okay. Actually, there's there's one sh um, type of ship I've actually beaten in all three types. Meaning easy, medium, and hard? No, 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 no. There's so each ship has at least two variations or oh, three variations. Right, yeah. So I've I've beaten it with all three variations. Um what I wouldn't give for the ability just to build my own fucking ship. If I could do that, I'd play it on normal. Because it's mm. such it's so like 
roll the dice type random shit of, do I get this augmentation or do I get this gun? If I could build my ship, basically just not even like build it completely out, but allow me to rearrange some rooms or maybe, you know, swap one in for another that's basically equivalent. I'd play, I'd play the shit out of that, but I, but you can't. Well, it's probably what they do. I mean, think about it from a balancing perspective, it's easier to balance if they already know what your conditions are. Right. So there is that at least. Well, I mean, like, like I said, some of the things that you could switch out, you could still do it in game, but it's totally by chance. It's not automatically going to become yeah. available. Like there's a, um, uh, in FTL, there's a med bay where you can, of course, heal. But there's also a clone bay, which basically it doesn't, it heals you every single time you jump, but it won't heal you on that specific um, area. But if you die, it will clone the person who died with a slight um, decrease in skills, hmm. which is quintessential. If you gonna if you are going to go with the um, the uh, personnel teleport to the uh, the uh, enemy ship, you want the fucking clone thing. You don't want the med bay because if but you actually don't soul? get off that ship, you want to be able to have your guy back. Is their soul truly replicated though, or is it now a lesser person? Oh my god, dude! Is he even a person anymore? Look, here's let's not go down this this. <laughs> lane of thinking because legit I think it was like a, a two or three weeks ago I had a conversation with someone who was like if Star Trek was real would we all be soulless if we took the teleporter I'm like oh dear god no 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 mm, nope I'm, what I'm, happens to your damn clothes when you teleport hmm? what happens to your clothes when you teleport it's uh, what was what was the name of that movie with uh, Hugh Jackman? The Prestige. Mm -hmm. All the basically all the soulless uh, copies get dunked, get hidden in this water tank underneath the stage. It's active Darwinism. Yeah. Anyways, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I believe we've reached the end of the show, and of course we've. I mean, I'm sure we could ramble. Um, uh, on much longer, but philosophical musings with also confusion. But ladies and gentlemen, let's let's rein it in for now, and say the following, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout for myself, Charlie, and Zelius. It's been a pleasure giving you everything. Come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. will be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. Thank you.